You see, because the largest intelligence apparatus in the world with the biggest budget in the history of the world has been looking for Osama bin Laden for years and years and years and can't find him. The FBI also, under the leadership of Louis Free, has been looking for Osama bin Laden for years and years and years and years and years and many years and can't find him. Some doofus, jerk-off reporter with a camera crew waltzes right into his hideout and interviews him. And you know what his budget is? <laughs> Zip, zilch, nothing. Now, that tells us two things. Either everyone in the intelligence community and all of the intelligence agencies of the United States government are blithering idiots and incompetent fools, including the entire apparatus of the FBI and all of their personnel, or they're lying to us. They're not looking for him at all. So why, why do all these fools believe this charade? That a CNN reporter and his little camera crew can do what all the money and all the assets and all the eavesdropping and all the intelligence and all the satellites and all the undercover operatives in the world can never do. It's because they're not trying. They don't want to. Osama bin Laden is their creation, and he is serving them well. When in hell are all you people going to wake up? Are you kidding me? I mean, is this some kind of incredible joke that people are so stupid they fall for this? Do you know how much money the CIA and the National Security Agency and the FBI has at its disposal each year? Do you know how many agents they have that they can devote to this? Do you realize the technology that they have to be able to eavesdrop on every single conversation in the world? No matter how it's transmitted? and pinpoint the location of every one of those transmissions. And they can't find Osama bin Laden, but some CNN reporter, he just waltzes right on in there with his camera crew. Just like he knew where they were all the time. Bet you it was the CIA that sent him there. <laughs> I told him where he was. And, of course, they know where he is because they created him. They're the ones that are funding him and backing him and helping him to create their new utopian world. Hitler could not have ever come to power, absolute power in Germany, without the Reichstag fire. Hitler was a socialist. He understood social illusion. He understood social engineering. He knew how to get the support of the German people, and he did it by burning down the Reichstag. The Reichstag was, well, in our country, it would be the Capitol building that contains the Senate and the House of Representatives. 
So if somebody were to go and burn down the Capitol building today, they would use that as an excuse, as Hitler did, to round up all of the enemies of the New World Order, which would be me and most of you listening, and throw us into prison or execute us, declare martial law, and come to absolute and total power in this country. I wonder what Osama bin Laden's targets are supposed to be. And if they don't, you know, if this doesn't materialize in the next two or three weeks, it will eventually materialize because they haven't succeeded in getting the guns out of the hands of the American people, nor have they succeeded in taking our freedoms away. In fact, there's been a great awakening in this country and a, and a big backlash against these Marxist, communist, puke-faced, lying, subversive, Nazi, jackbooted, Gestapo thugs that is gaining momentum. And so I tell you with a certainty, they must do something terrible in order to stop this backlash and regain the sympathy of the mass herds of sheeple out there. <laughs> and supposedly we're not the only nation searching for Osama bin Laden. So the vast economic resources, the vast technological resources, the vast personnel resources, the vast networks and intricate web spun over all these years by the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA can't find Osama bin Laden, but CNN can? Bullshit. Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols could? Bullshit. So many people in this country have their heads so far up their ass, I doubt very seriously if they will manage to extricate it before they suffocate. What a shame. What a crying shame. How in the world could this country of all nations breed such a dumbed down, unthinking, illiterate, uneducated, stupid, ignorant population. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat upon him was Death and hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with the beasts of the earth. Book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 8. There have been many related sequential coincidences all throughout my life, incidents that by themselves would have led nowhere. Statistically, the odds against the same are a related sequence of events happening to one individual are astronomically high. It is this series of incidents that have convinced me that God has had a hand in my life. I do not believe in fate. I do not believe in accident.
I cannot and will not accept the theory that long sequences of unrelated accidents determine world events. It is inconceivable that those with power and wealth would not band together with a common bond, a common interest, and a long-range plan to decide and direct the future of the world. For those with the resources to do otherwise would be totally irresponsible. I know that I would be the first to organize a conspiracy to control the outcome of the future if I were such a person and a conspiracy did not yet exist. I would do it in an attempt to ensure the survival of the principles in which I believe, the survival of my family, my survival, and the survival of the human race, if for no other reason. I believe, therefore, that a grand game of chess is being played on a level that we can barely imagine. And we are the pawns. Pawns are valuable only under certain circumstances and are frequently sacrificed to gain an advantage. Anyone who has studied military strategy is familiar with the concept of sacrifice. Those who have seriously studied history have probably discovered the real reason we go to war on a regularly scheduled basis. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. I base that statement not on defeatism, but on the apathy of the majority of the American people. 25 years ago, I would have believed otherwise. But 25 years ago, I was also sound asleep. We have been taught lies. Reality is not at all what we perceive it to be. We cannot survive any longer by hanging on to the falsehoods of the past. Reality must be discerned at all costs if we are to be a part of the future. Truth must prevail in all instances, no matter who it hurts or helps, if we are to continue to live upon this earth. At this point, what we want may no longer matter. It is what we must do to ensure our survival that counts. The old way is in the certain process of destruction and a new world order is beating down the door. I fear for the little ones, the innocent, who are already paying for our mistakes. There exists a great army of occupationally orphaned children. They are attending government-controlled daycare centers. There are latchkey kids who are running wild in the streets and the lopsided, emotionally wounded children of single welfare mothers, born only for the sake of more money in the monthly check. Open your eyes and look at them, for they are the future. In them I see the sure and certain destruction of this once proud nation. In their vacant eyes, I see the death of freedom. They carry with them a great emptiness, and someone will surely pay a great price for their suffering. If we do not act in concert with each other and ensure that the future becomes what we need it to be, 
then we will surely deserve whatever fate awaits us. I believe, with all my heart, that God put me in places and in positions throughout my life so that I would be able to deliver this warning to His people. I pray that I have been worthy and that I have done my job. From the time a person leaves its mother's womb, its every effort is directed toward building, maintaining, and withdrawing into artificial wombs, various sorts of substitute protective devices or shells. The objective of these artificial wombs is to provide a stable environment for both stable and unstable activity, to provide a shelter for the evolutionary processes of growth and maturity, in effect, survival to provide security for freedom, and to provide defensive protection for offensive activity. This is equally true of both the general public and the elite. However, there is a definite difference in the way each of these classes go about the solution of problems. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human god to eliminate all risk from their life, pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human god, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger lie? The public or the God public? This public behavior is surrender born of fear, laziness, and expediency. It is the basis of the welfare state as a strategic weapon, useful against a disgusting public. Most people want to be able to subdue and or kill other human beings which disturb their daily lives. But they do not want to have to cope with the moral and religious issues which such an overt act on their part might raise. Therefore, they assign the dirty work to others, including their own children, so as to keep the blood off their own hands. They rave about the humane treatment of animals and then sit down to a delicious hamburger from a whitewashed slaughterhouse down the street and out of sight. But even more hypocritical, they pay taxes to finance a professional association of hitmen, collectively called politicians, and then complain about corruption in government. If you want to find out how quickly um, society can turn against one and I'm talking seriously here, uh, stand up and tell the truth about just anything that you want to stand up and tell the truth about. It scares the living daylights out of everyone. And so the first thing that happens is you find out who your friends are and who your friends are not because there's a great weeding out there. And it's not anything that you do on your part or that I've done on my part, they just disappear. And uh, you find uh, that very quickly that people are, are afraid to be around you because uh, that they can see the government um, being upset about what you're talking about and they can see repercussions coming and, and of course they have happened 
and will continue to happen. And, and ultimately, I, I, I really believe that there will be some kind of a, of a, a terminal point where they decide that uh, they're not just just not going to put up with this test anymore, and and that's going to be the end of me. Um, we have been um, literally financially in the ditch. We have uh, found it impossible to get any kind of a normal job with anyone who knows anything about what I do. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, you can't go to church, you can't go to cocktail parties because everybody else is sitting around talking about the weather or, oh, what school did you go to? And, and when you, when you have um, done the research and arrived at some of the answers that, that I know to be true now, um, those people become like kindergarten children. They, they're not in the real world, and I can't engage in that kind of a conversation. So uh, you really find yourself in another world that has nothing to do with all of the rest of the people who are running around uh, engaged in their activities that they think are so important to them. And to them, they really are. But to me, uh, they've lost the, the reality of what really is important. And they're about to lose uh, the, their freedom to, to even discover those things at this point. Can I ask you a, a last question, and that is, how would you like to be seen or remembered in future years when people look back and you think about the rust of your work? What is it that you would like to be best remembered for? I think I would like to be remembered like Paul Revere was remembered. At a time when it was needed and nobody else would do it, I got on my horse and rode through the night and said, the British are coming. And uh, this time it's not the British. Although there's an element of the British here because England is a socialist country. I'm sure you, you know that. Um, that's all. I, you know, I'm not looking for any fame or any fortune. You certainly don't get rich doing what I'm doing. And uh, infamous is probably the, the real word that, that describes uh, what happens to you as far as, as, uh, as public recognition in a world where political correctness is the theme of the day. Uh, you just don't do what I'm doing. So if anybody wants to remember me, um, I would certainly be pleased if they just remembered I did what was, what was the responsible and the right thing to do at a time when nobody else had the guts to do it. Well, Cooper, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Again, most people want to be free to do things, but they are afraid to fail. The fear of failure is manifested in irresponsibility, and especially in delegating those personal responsibilities to others where success is uncertain or carries possible or created liabilities which the person is not prepared to accept. They want authority, but they will not accept responsibility or liability. So they hire politicians to face reality for them. The people hire the politicians so that the people can, one, obtain security without managing it, two, obtain action without thinking about it, 
3. Inflict theft, injury, and death upon others without having to contemplate either life or death. 4. Avoid responsibility for their own intention. 5. Obtain the benefits of reality and science without exerting themselves in the discipline of facing or learning either of these things. They give the politicians the power to create and manage a war machine to 1. Provide for the survival of the nation womb. 2. Prevent encroachment of anything upon the nation womb. 3. Destroy the enemy who threatens the nation womb. 4. Destroy those citizens of their own country who do not conform for the sake of stability of the nation's womb. Politicians hold many quasi-military jobs, the lowest being the police which are soldiers, the attorneys and the CPAs next who are spies and saboteurs, and the judges who shout the orders and run the closed union military shop for whatever the market will bear. The generals are industrialists. The presidential level of commander-in-chief is shared by the international bankers. The people know that they have created this farce and financed it with their own taxes, but they would rather knuckle under than be the hypocrite. Thus, a nation becomes divided into two very distinct parts, a docile subnation and a political subnation. The political subnation remains attached to the docile subnation, tolerates it, and leaches its substance until it grows strong enough to detach itself and then devour its parent. Human beings are machines, levers which may be grasped and turned, and there is little real difference between automating a society and automating a shoe factory. The New World Order will eliminate the population threat in several ways. Complete control of individual behavior may be established using electronic or chemical implants. No one will be allowed to have a child without permission. Stiff penalties wait for those who ignore the law. The violent, the old, the infirm, the handicapped, and the unproductive will be killed. Private property will be abolished. Since religion helps to create the population problem, it will not be tolerated except for the approved state-controlled religion which will evolve according to man's needs. Man cannot be trusted to safeguard what little is left in the way of natural resources. Technological development and economic growth will be severely cut back. Man will be required to live like his ancestors. Those who learn to be self-sufficient and can adapt to the absence of many of the things that we take for granted today, such as automobiles, will get along fine. Others will suffer terribly. Man will once again conform to the law of the survival of the fittest. No one is going to like the loss of individual freedoms guaranteed us by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I do not like or agree with what is planned. Intellectually, I know that people will not solve the problems that we face unless they are made to do it. That is a sad commentary on the common man, but nevertheless it is true. We must learn to accept 
individual responsibility for the world's problems or be willing to live by the terms of those who do. We must learn to love one another, share, deplore violence, and work with nature, not against it. Can you imagine what will happen if Los Angeles is hit with a 9.0 quake? New York City is destroyed by a terrorist-planted atomic bomb? World War III breaks out in the Middle East? The banks and the stock markets collapse? Food disappears from the markets? Some people disappear? The Messiah presents himself to the world? and all in a very short period of time? Can you imagine? The world power structure can and will, if necessary, make some or all of those things happen to bring about the new world order. When asked what was in store for the world in the coming years, Henry Kissinger said this, Everything is going to be different. Many will suffer. A new world order will emerge. It will be a much better world for those who survive. In the long run, life will be better. The world we have wanted will be reality. A symposium was held in 1957, which was attended by some of the great scientific minds then living. They reached the conclusion that by or shortly after the year 2000, the planet would self-destruct due to increased population and man's exploitation of the environment without any help from God or the alien. By secret executive order of President Eisenhower, the Jason scholars were ordered to study this scenario and make recommendations from their findings. The Jason Society confirmed the findings of the scientists and made three recommendations called Alternatives 1, 2, and three. Alternative one was to use nuclear devices to blast holes in the stratosphere from which the heat and pollution could escape into space. They would then change the human cultures from that of exploitation into cultures of environmental protection. Of the three, this was decided to be the least likely to succeed due to the inherent nature of man and the additional damage the nuclear explosions would themselves create. The existence of a hole in the ozone layer may indicate that Alternative 1 might have been attempted. This is, however, only conjecture. Alternative 2 was to build a vast network of underground cities and tunnels in which a select representation of all cultures and occupations could survive and carry on the human race. The rest of humanity would be left to fend for themselves on the surface of the planet. We know that these facilities have been built and are ready and waiting for the chosen few to be notified. Alternative three was to exploit the alien and conventional technology in order for a select few to leave the Earth and establish colonies in outer space. I am not able to either confirm or deny the existence of batch consignments of human slaves, which would be used for the manual labor as a part of the plan. The moon, codenamed Adam, was the object of primary interest, followed by the planet Mars, codenamed Eve. I am now in possession of official NASA photographs of one of the moon bases. I believe that the Mars colony is also a reality. As a delaying action, all three alternatives included birth control, sterilization, 
and the introduction of deadly microbes to control or slow the growth of the Earth's population. AIDS is only one result of these plans. It was decided by the elite that since the population must be reduced and controlled, it would be in the best interest of the human race to rid ourselves of the undesirable elements of our society. Specific targeted populations included blacks, Hispanics, and homosexuals. The joint United States and Soviet leadership dismissed Alternative 1, but ordered work to begin on Alternatives 2 and 3 virtually at the same time. In 1959, the RAND Corporation hosted a deep underground construction symposium. In the symposium report, machines are pictured and described which could bore a tunnel 45 feet in diameter at the rate of 5 feet per hour in 1959. It also displays pictures of huge tunnels and underground vaults containing what appear to be complex facilities and possibly even cities. It appears that the previous five years of all-out underground construction had made significant progress by that time. For many years, the secret government has been importing drugs and selling them to the people, mainly the poor and minorities. Social welfare programs were put into place to create a dependent, non-working element in our society. The government then began to remove these programs to force people into a criminal class that did not exist in the 50s and 60s. The government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for the criminals to use. This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead the American people to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms. Using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion, the CIA inculcated the desire in these people to open fire on schoolyards and thus inflame the anti-gun lobby. This plan is well underway and so far is working perfectly. The middle class is begging the government to do away with the Second Amendment. The media will convince the American people that a state of anarchy exists within the major cities. When public opinion has been won to this idea, they intend to state that a terrorist group armed with a nuclear weapon has entered the United States and that they plan to detonate this device in one of our cities. The government will then suspend the Constitution and declare martial law. A secret alien army of implanted humans and all dissidents, which translates into anyone they choose, will be rounded up and placed in the one-mile-square concentration camps which already exist. Are the people whom they intend to place in these concentration camps destined to make up the reported batch consignments of slave labor needed by the space colonies? The media, radio, TV, newspapers, and computer networks will be nationalized and seized. Anyone who resists will be taken or killed. This entire operation was rehearsed by the government and military in 1984 under the code name Rex 84 Alpha, and it went off without a hitch. When these events have transpired, the secret government takeover will be complete. Your freedom will never be returned, and you will live in slavery for the remainder of your life. 
you had better wake up and you had better do it now the most important information that you need to determine your future actions is that this new world order calls for the destruction of the sovereignty of nations including the United States the new world order cannot and will not allow our Constitution to continue to exist the new world order will be a totalitarian socialist system we will be slaves shackled to a cashless system of economic control Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.